Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I am Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys a little food for thought here and uh, talk about a topic near and dear to my heart this week. Not only is it something that, with all that's going on in the news and such, that I think is important for us to talk about, but also definitely something that, uh, for me, strikes home. And what I wanted to talk about this week is the value of knowing how to defend yourself. Obviously, with what I do for a living, this is something I believe in highly. I believe it's a very, very, very important skill. So what I want to do is I want to talk about how that knowledge changes your life for the better. Right? I want to talk about why it's such a valuable thing. So I'm going to approach this from two different mindsets. First, the mindset of a parent for a child because obviously I was a child when I started martial arts and I started martial arts because I was a child getting bullied. So I'll, I'll hit that mindset. And I also want to talk about the value of self-defense as an adult and what that does for us mentally. So let's start by embarking on the uh, journey of a kid's mindset when it comes to self-defense. So first things first, most people in their life have had some encounter or another with a bully. And it's funny, often when I talk to people uh, about, situ- about being bullied, uh, people will deny it a little bit. It's funny, even my own wife, she'll, she'll deny it a little bit. Oh, I never dealt with a bully. And then she'll tell me about a kid that uh, she got into scraps with a couple of times. I'm like, well, that's a bully. I hate to break it to you. But uh, I don't know why she didn't want to identify it as that, but whatever. Uh, see, I think every kid has some kind of interaction with a bully. Now, the thing is, we may not chalk it up to bullying because just because we interacted with a bully doesn't mean we got bullied. Because here's the thing. We know bullies tend to test to see what they can get away with. Just like a little kid will push the limits to see exactly how hard they can push their parents on a given day. Exactly the same idea. Bullies are going to push and test to see what they can get away with. And obviously, if they can get away with a lot, they'll continue to bully that same kid for as long as they can. So now let's think about how it would value that child to know how to defend themselves. See, here's the common thing that people will say to me about self-defense for their children. I hear from parents frequently, especially if their child um, is one who has trouble controlling their emotions and such. They'll say, well, I don't want them to walk around and start just you know, punching and kicking people randomly. To which I respond, well, then, you know, I'm glad you didn't sign up for baseball. So he starts randomly hitting things with baseball bats or randomly throwing things at things. And they look at me with a quizzical look on their face because obviously one does not translate to the other. Because to hit is kind of innate in human beings. A little baby will hit you. Even a tiny little infant will swing their hand at you. It's built into us. So whether a kid learns how to do it properly or not, if they have trouble controlling their emotions... And they're going to swing regardless. But to the positive, what, do, what is the positive result of a person knowing how to defend themselves? Well, they usually never have to. When someone knows how to defend themselves, they usually never have to. Why? Because we get vibes off of people. 
as human beings, even as kids, we know when someone's happy, sad, whatever. We can read their face. And the same comes from self-confidence, from knowing how to, from the strength that you carry yourself when you, with when you know how to defend yourself. So, number one, what self-defense is going to do for that child is it's going to have them carry themselves differently. It's going to have them walking a little taller, having a stronger look in their eyes. So that way, to that bully, they don't look like a target. And even if the bully does try to bully them, all they'll do is make that one attempt and the kid will be able to stand up for themselves and nip that bullying in the bud. What else does it do for a kid's mindset? Well, it frees them from the threat of physical intimidation. Here's what I mean. When I was very young, before I entered martial arts, and I was getting bullied as a kid, I certainly had classes in school where the kids who were bothering me were in those classes. And one thing we know about kids who are willing to bully other kids, obviously rules don't change their behavior. Because if rules change their behavior, they wouldn't be bullies in the first place because the rules say you're not allowed to be a bully. Nonetheless. So, I know I had classes where I know, despite how interested I was in the subject material, I couldn't pay attention to the best of my abilities because I was worried about the kids sitting next to me or sitting behind me. Because, of course, the bully is going to find the way to worm their way into that seat and make it so they could bother me even further. But if you know how to defend yourself, you pay that kid no mind. And because you pay them no mind, it's so much easier for you to maximize what you get out of school. You're able to really pay attention. And what happens is that same lack of threat of physical intimidation, it translates to so many other aspects. Like when I was an athlete as a kid who was getting bullied, I was not an aggressive athlete. Um, if I, I was on the soccer field and I was running to a ball and so was another more aggressive kid, I would slow down. So that way that other kid, I wouldn't have to have that confrontation to try to get the ball. I just wasn't confident in what I needed to do there. And, you know, if it came down to, in your mind, if you draw that little picture of, well, if I do this, then this might happen. If that ended with me getting my butt kicked, I wasn't going to be willing to do whatever it was. But I digress. That la that lack of fear for the threat of physical intimidation, it pours out throughout our life. The other thing I find about kids who know how to defend themselves is they're willing to be confident with anybody. A child, you know, a rambunctious or energetic child, uh, an adult, it doesn't matter. The kid, when a kid knows how to defend themselves, that strength they carry themselves with, it gives them a strength of character that they're able to learn to be who they are for whomever's in front of them. I think this also just helps the child be themselves regardless of their scenario. I mean, think about it. When we were kids, if we had to get up and give a report in front of the class, that could be an intimidating thing. But why? Because you're worried about making a mistake and getting heckled by your classmates? Well, if you know none of these kids are intimidating to you, how would your behavior change? I don't think you would be so afraid to be yourself in front of them. So that was just some of my food for thought as to how 
self-defense changes the kid's life. But let's look at how, along that same vein, knowing that your child knows how to defend yourself, let's think about what that does for the parent. Because that's just as important. Because the biggest priority a parent has in this world is their child's safety and well-being. So we send our child to school, to camp, to sporting activities, and we hope that they're going to be safe. Because the thing we know for sure is the the quote-unquote bad kids, the bullies, the kids who are willing to break the rules, they're really, really, really good at knowing when the teachers and coaches aren't looking. They're really good at worming their bad behavior in behind the, the adults' backs. So we can't count on a teacher or a bus driver or a coach or camp counselor to keep our kids safe because the reality is those kids who are going to bother them are really good at making sure that they don't get noticed. So knowing that, our child will be safe regardless of where they are. Knowing that they're, they're independent in their ability to protect themselves does a tremendous amount for your peace of mind. Knowing that, oh, my kid's been training since they were a little, little kid. Now they're going off to college. I'm not worried about what might happen because I've raised them with good morals, but more importantly, that kid knows how to defend themselves. And I look at it with kids in my own school. Like I have kids that I sent off to college. And the kids that know how to defend themselves, I don't worry about stuff happening to them. I don't worry about them being far from home because I know they can defend themselves. I know if push came to shove, they're not in trouble. Moreover, I know if someone does try to intimidate them or even attack them, I know that that person that tries to attack them is in big trouble. All right. There's a, a young lady in my school I think of frequently when I think of this idea, and she's a sweetheart of a kid, absolute just darling of a kid, the kind of kid that every parent who meets her wants their kid to grow up to be just like her. And she's super, super sweet. She does great in all of her sports and athletics. And on top of that, she's really tough, really, really tough. I, I mean, I've seen her all throughout her training, uh, spar with boys, grapple with boys, to no, to no avail, right, with no problem whatsoever. So I know that if she ever is in a situation where maybe a boy tries to take a little too much advantage or whatever, that boy's going to regret it. I'm not going to say he's going to live to regret it because she may not choose not to, to let him live. I'm joking, of course. But she certainly can handle herself. And I know for me, as just a person who's been a part of her life for eight years now, I... I know it gives me peace of mind, so I'm sure it gives her parents peace of mind as well. So now let's roll this into adults a little bit, because I, from this same perspective, we also have the important people in our life, and knowing that they can defend themselves is huge. See, it's funny, you know, though Mrs. Sensei had some of her own ideas as to why self-defense was important, and though her, her state of being able to defend herself factored into many of her decisions. It wasn't something she consciously thought about until she and I got together. She used to travel for work a lot more 
Um, she used to travel, you know, once every other month or so, and she'd be away. And the first trip she ever went away, um, at the time it, we, we were together, and uh, I was staying, uh, we were living together, and um, our dog at the time wanted to kill me because she used to sleep in the bed with me whenever Mrs. Sensei was away. But I, I was tossing and turning the whole time she was away because I couldn't protect her. I was used to having her here right next to me where I could protect her. But now she's, she's in Georgia and I couldn't punch somebody through the phone. So as soon as she came back, she had to train. She had no choice because I wanted her to be able to protect herself. I mean, the, the second she walked in the door, I basically threw her on the ground and started giving her her first jiu-jitsu lesson so that she could learn how to if push came to shove. I wanted her to be able to choke somebody to sleep. And she can very proficiently, and that's very important to me. It's important to me because as someone who cares for her very, very deeply, who loves her more than even I love myself, I want to know that even if I'm not there, that she's safe. I want to know that if she goes to visit her mom in Colorado, if the God forbids to happen, she can keep herself safe. If she's at work and a customer is intimidating or whatever, she's not going to be afraid of that person. She's free from that threat of physical intimidation. But what's funny is, now, it's funny, I went through this process as a, a preteen and teenager where I watched from the inside how self-defense changed my life. And I didn't see it as much because it was happening to myself, so I didn't notice it. I remember, it was funny, I remember at one point as a teenager, I stood up to one of the bullies a little bit, and I was like, wow, I wouldn't have done that six months ago. I guess I'm confident now. I remember that moment, but I didn't get to experience it and watch it happen. I watched the pride that, that she has in her ability to defend herself. She want like you know, her and her aunts will get into these conversations, and she'll like come here, come here, come here. and she'll, <laughs> she'll she'll pull me to the ground so she can show them. Look, watch if I just put him like this. Now, oh, he's choking. See, and he, he's gonna go to sleep if he doesn't tap. Right? She's really proud of those skills. But it's amazing to me how it's also changed the way she approaches things. And to me, it, it's a very indicative of how it changes an adult's life to know how to defend themselves. You know. Uh, more and more commonly, we're seeing viral videos of people being attacked. And what you see so often is people who are not confident in that confrontational ability. They just don't have that mindset for it. So they, you can see from their body language and you can see from how they're reacting to the people that are crowding their space or gathering around them. They're too intimidated to put any kind of assertive body language or look on their face or posturing or anything, they make themselves look like a victim. So as a result, the people who want to victimize them know they found a good target. See, the value of knowing how to defend yourself is, A, you recognize things really, really quickly. You know when someone's in a range where they could strike you quickly. You understand that because you know how far your arms and legs reach. It seems like a silly, silly thing to, to learn, but you don't have a true appreciation to that until you know where in your extension you are going to have power to throw a punch or kick. Once you understand that, you're like, wow, okay, I get it. Now, I know I can't let somebody that close to me. I know the distance I have to be. Uh, you see, I mean, there's a video just recently, one of my students was showing me where a, a gentleman was uh, in a little minor fender bender and 
crazy road rage from the guy whose car they were in the fender bender with. And the guy was demanding money right then and there, demanding, oh, you got to give me $1,000 whatever. And it was a, an older guy, 50, 60 or so, and his younger-ish son, his son was college age. And the aggressive driver is all up in their face, and he's, he's aggressive, and he's, it's funny, he's gesturing with his right hand over and over and over and over and over again. And sure enough, he winds up, boom, hitting the older father, knocking him unconscious, face down in the street, this poor guy was. Because the guy didn't recognize the aggressive situation, didn't recognize the guy was right-handed and that that would be what was coming, but most importantly, didn't notice the distance. His just mind wasn't set for it. So he was so afraid of the confrontation, so obviously, that it translated to showing off with his body language that this guy could victimize him. So number one value of knowing how to defend yourself is that you're not going to take that victim posture. You're not going to be intimidated to, if you see someone who's making you uncomfortable, create distance. You're not going to carry yourself in that inconfident way. You're not going to shy away from that confrontation. You're going to be able to recognize the tendencies of, oh, I see that person's right-handed, so I know 95% of the time they're throwing a right hand. Okay, I'm going to walk away from that hand a little bit so they can't use it. Next value, I think it really changes where you're willing to go. Like, there were certain places that I know people don't want to go, friends they don't want to visit, restaurants they don't want to go to because they don't feel safe in the neighborhood. The parking situation isn't ideal, you know? The parking lot's a little wonky, it's a little dark. Ugh. So they don't go. Even if the restaurant's good or they love those friends, they're not going to go. Why? Because they're a little uncomfortable. Like, I even remember when we were shopping for houses, one of the things Mrs. Sensei stressed to me is we have to have bedrooms on the second floor. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm like, I'm not that particular. I just know the house will talk to me when, it's home when I see what I like. And she's like, no, no, they have to be on the second floor. I'm like, okay, why is that important to you? She goes, I don't want someone to be able to break right into my bedroom. And my thought process, well, if someone breaks into my bedroom, they're getting their butt kicked. So it, it doesn't matter what floor it's on. You know, the, the, the circumstance would be the same for someone who broke into my bedroom. I, again, I think it's just reflective of the mindset of someone who knows how to defend themselves. Plus, we've also seen people in social situations, whether it be, you know, just something as simple as someone cutting them in line or like a job situation where there's, you know, a dominant personality and that dominant personality, you know, those pain in the neck customers or coworkers who are just a little aggressive in their personality, not in like a threatening way, but maybe they're used to being over aggressive with their personality and bowling people over and getting their way. There's another huge value of self-defense. Why does that happen? That aggressive bowl over personality happens because, because the little video plays out in the person's mind and it ends with them getting their butt kicked so they concede. But if the video in their mind doesn't end that way, you're not as willing to concede. You're able to stand up for your convictions a little bit more. I think that's a really important thing. How that same mindset of knowing that if push came to shove, that you could do more than push and shove. 
I think it's going to impact how you carry yourself in everything that you do. You know, not that you're going to be impolite to people, not that you're going to go out aggressively looking for fights, because that's not the mindset of someone who knows how to defend themselves. Someone who knows how to defend themselves understands the reality of self-defense. I don't know. When I hit something and I hit something hard, I know I don't want to be hit like that. So if I know that that's a reality, that a human being can create that kind of force, I don't want to be on the receiving end of it. But that doesn't mean I'm going to back away from a confrontation. It just means I'm going to carry myself and be aware enough that I won't get into that confrontation. And even if it gets into a little confrontational place, I'll be able to carry myself and conduct myself in such a way where I'll be able to likely diffuse it before it gets to anywhere serious. And if it does get anywhere serious, well, too bad for that other person. To me, those are the important things that show you the value of knowing how to defend yourself. In a future episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the mindset for self-defense, just general things that self-defense as we want to program our mind to. Again, like I said, we'll talk about them in future episodes, either next week or very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. But that's all I have for you guys today. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, I'm sensei james leonelli. You can find my school at tsksmithtown.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. On Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the mat.